Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the first episode that I've done, which means it's the first real episode of Wrestle Talk that you're listening to, the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Mr. Davis, and to see in 2021, we haven't got that treacherous, no good SOB, a sob to you and me. Lukewarm Luke Owen, we've got stand up member of the all authority chopper Pete quinell hello yes um i mean there was an episode on saturday of the wrestle talk podcast mm. which was in 2021 and mm. according to the um statistics that luke warm luke owen has told me in the past it's uh the actually most consistently listened to um episode of the wrestle talk podcast the smackdown review so pete what, what mm. did i say off off mic sorry no you're right defying me yeah no you're right again Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. just make sure to edit that bit out yeah totally we'll do Uh, can you just whenever you start speaking just put in the sound of a comedy mule being sure yeah yeah i can do that Okay. In so fact, no you know what that that was such that was such good uh, such good impression i'll just take that do you know what I've gotten really good at in lockdown? <laughs> you got the, really good at lockdown. We watch a lot of Channel 4. That's the way mm-hmm. our political leanings go in this flat. I've got nothing against anyone else's political leanings, but we're a Channel 4 household. And are you familiar with the interstitials that they run in and out of breaks? I'm not. So, you know, the bumpers where it's like the Channel mm-hmm. I event. And it's got, they've got this giant sort of mechanical man, think Iron Giant, but just more rectangular and he can transform to create the number four anyway he moves along he gets in some mishaps and at the end of them he can he can sort of create a sound that goes across the green and pleasant land of england and it sounds like this i do it with (laughs) the tv and it is pitch perfect my girlfriend has told me it's uncanny. <laughs> She's annoyed. Though, I, do it every, I will every. Hour I, 
I will take your word for it, I guess, because I haven't heard it. Do you but not yes. watch Channel 4? No, I don't watch TV, like, at all. I just watch Netflix and YouTube and things. So I don't, yeah, I barely watch anything else. I read uh, last week that Gen Zers. I've watched more TV than anything than I ever have since being a kid uh, in lockdown. Um, but Gen Zers, two hours of YouTube a day. Yeah, that's that's totally reasonable. I mean, I probably do that. Yeah, that's that's totally reasonable. I mean, that that is my primary source of entertainment is YouTube. I enjoy watching YouTube content creators, mainly us because we're the best. Talk, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, just in just in general, that's 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 my TV. I don't I don't flick channels. I flick different kind of channels. I flick YouTube mm. channels instead. So yeah, that's just, that's just that's my default. If I'm like, ah, oh, got a bit of time, watch some YouTube instead of flicking the TV on. It's stick the YouTube on. So you're not like, oh, it's one o'clock. We need to watch the BBC national news, which then goes to the BBC local news that we have to flick to the SD version of that channel because it isn't broadcast in HD. And then doctors. No, um, the only thing that's appointment viewing for me is uh, Critical Role, which is uploaded at 8 p.m. on a Monday here in the UK. And then I'm like, cool, let's watch that because new episodes up. That's about it. And maybe the rest of Talk News at 1 p.m. Oh, yeah. About then. 1 p.m. GMT. Yeah. GMT. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we should probably get into talking about, speaking of Wrestle Talk, let's talk about Raw. Mm, that was a segue. Uh, Not really. Um, it's, uh... back. <laughs> he doesn't, to be fair, he doesn't really segue. He just goes, well, let's do let's do the episode now. Yes. Um, it was Legends Night. Goldberg came back. Mm. Oh, boy. Um, let's talk about it. Goldberg returned on last night's Legends Night episode, a special episode of Raw. The first episode of Raw in 2021 kicked it off in the most WWE way possible. <laughs> Here's a load of former stars to artificially bump a rating and Goldberg's back. And he's not just back. He returned in the main event. He's challenging for a top title. Classic Goldberg, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this had such strong similarities between him coming out to Roman Reigns last year for their WrestleMania match, where he just came out and was just like, it's a title in it. And Roman goes, yeah. And then they had a match. Uh, well, supposed to have a match before Roman pulled out. But uh, yeah, this one was very much just like, oh, Drew McIntyre had an amazing WWE Championship match with Keith Lee. And now Goldberg's here and he goes, you got a title. And Drew goes, mm-hmm. It's made, isn't it? Cool. You're yeah. not my dad. <laughs> what Drew said. Well, let's let's run through this because there are many confusing layers to this. There's also like you know the last month of backstage reports that we've had about Goldberg potential WrestleMania plans. I don't know if this disproves them or if it just sort of means WWE are temporarily going a different course to get there. So what happened was Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre had, for my money, an excellent main event. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the play-by-play -play portion of the review. But afterwards, 
all the legends were out on the stage, needlessly, to watch the match. And Drew's about to cut a promo to put over Keith Lee to say, well, what a good opponent you are. I thought Keith Lee was going to turn for a second. Mm. Yeah. Because he, he was standing in the middle of the ring afterwards and like, you know, he gave a fist bump and then he, he turned around to walk away and then he just stood in the ring. And I was like, oh, Keith, Keith. Yeah. I wish the camera made more of that. Like you could you could have done a hangman page, Kenny Omega revolution, a little bit of camera work for that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Goldberg makes his entrance and you're like, of course it is. Of course. <laughs> and he comes down. There is a slight red mark on his head where he's obviously done his often-reported, self-confessed pre-match ritual of headbutting a locker, something he said he was going to stop doing because he started forgetting lines. <laughs> so... <laughs> I should have something to say, but it's so dumb. It's yeah. so dumb. Uh, but, you know, it works for him. Maybe just... I don't think it's like, you know, oh, I need a drink. I need an alcoholic drink before I go on air to give me a bit of a buzz. Like it's that damaging. You're literally destroying blood cells, blood cells, brain cells. Anyway, Goldberg comes down. He grabs the microphone before Drew can speak and proceeds to cut a promo on Drew on, on Drew that was actually seemingly meant for Randy Orton. Yeah, this was weird because the entire night, which we'll, we'll get into more later, Randy Orton was just running down all the legends, finding various legends and just running down being like, you're old, I'm amazing. Do you remember that time when I kicked you in the head? Lol, 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 pretty much. was like, that was his whole arc throughout the whole night. And then at the end, Goldberg comes out and he says, Drew, you're, you don't respect the the legends that are on the stage. When you look at all the, the men and women back here, you, you think they're better than they ever were in their prime. I'm like, where's this come from? Who are you? What? Drew hasn't said anything about any of the legends at all tonight. What are you talking about? He cut a promo with Hulk Hogan earlier, and he said it was an honor. What are you talking about, Goldberg? This was weird. And McIntyre said exactly that. He was like, "I, I dude, I didn't, I didn't say any of that at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't know why you're out here. I like you, uh, but yeah, like if you just, I, WWE forget their own stuff all the time." So, like, them forgetting that they built the whole Randy Orton final match around Drew McIntyre, saving the legends, mm -hmm. representing the legends, being very respectful to the legends. I, You know, that's WWE. That's the sort of product they put out. It's almost futile arguing. But to do it on the same show with Hulk yeah. Hogan, and he was very, like you said, very complimentary, put over Hogan, which I I got the sense from Drew that he didn't want to. <laughs> you say? <laughs> I was right, like, he's doing this promo through his teeth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I, I don't know if he feels the same towards Goldberg. You know, he's a smart guy. I don't know if he's ecstatic about facing Goldberg at a, a pay-per-view on the road to WrestleMania. Like, yeah. we all thought The Fiend was pretty safe. Yeah, this is exactly the same cycle as last year, where it was like, look, here's Goldberg, inevitably going to pop a rating because it's a surprise thing and people like Goldberg, the casual audience especially. So it's going to pop a rating and WWE go, Goldberg's ratings, let's put the title on him. It's a flawless plan. It's exactly what they did last year. And I'm really scared that they're going to do exactly the same thing this year. Yeah, so let's that's, that's try and work out. Let's try and unpack 
what we think is going to happen here. Uh, to catch everyone up, the long-reported plan has been Roman Reigns... Well, we, we broke this. We broke this story on WrestleTalk.com with Louis Dangor. He said uh, that his sources told him it was going to be Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That was one of the... That was the match they were going to do because they can't do Rock at 37, effectively. Now, Daniel Bryan last week declared himself for the Royal Rumble. Uh, the idea was it was going to be Reigns versus Bryan at Royal Rumble. Then Reigns was going to face Goldberg at Mania. But now, apparently, it might be Bryan at WrestleMania. So Bryan reigns at WrestleMania, which means Goldberg is this floating uh, character. He's come out here. You know, we, we, I think everyone expected it to be a rehash of that dro ultimately dropped Roman versus Goldberg WrestleMania 36 match. But no, it looks like from out of nowhere, it's going to be Goldberg versus Drew, at least at the Royal Rumble. I, I guess you could have that match. Goldberg somehow loses or God forbid wins and we get a champion versus champion match. And you still go with that at WrestleMania versus Roman. I think that's a terrible idea because you've got two heels there, essentially. Uh, you can yeah. Roman's being booked as a heel, but Goldberg will be treated as a heel. But here, I I felt like Goldberg was being a heel. Yeah. See, the thing is, the thing with uh, with the show as well is because they they um, ran over time. A lot of the segments were um, over time, and everything went out of schedule as the show progressed. So that the ending segment was cut very short. So I I don't know what Drew's promo was going to be, and whether it was going to be him being very complimentary of the legends and he was supposed to be like oh i'm surrounded by all these lovely people here and stuff and then goldberg comes out and he'd be like you don't mm. believe those words that you're saying you idiot which would have been slightly more face but even still that's still a bit like delusional heel side of things but the fact that drew didn't get to cut a promo means that goldberg is just really insecure and like <laughs> <laughs> really delusional about everything which is super weird so yes it did really did make him come off like a heel i don't think that was intentional though i mm. don't think goldberg's supposed to be a heel i think they just screwed up the segment and it came off weird and they'll never reference it again and goldberg would just yeah. be goldberg in the coming weeks yeah that could definitely happen we were talking on our sort of first team meeting of the year earlier today on google meets with everyone that another worst case scenario could be Goldberg beats Drew at Royal Rumble. Um, you have you, you you have Goldberg as a heel, and then Drew gets to win it back at WrestleMania 37, maybe in front of fans. Why though? <laughs> What's what would be the point? I don't understand. What mm. what would what's the benefit? Oh. Like but we're not we're not saying like this is a good idea. We're trying no, to no, predict no. what WWE are thinking. Yeah, I know, but it just makes me mad because I don't get the point. I and if you want to give Drew a big kind of victory with a big pop kind of thing, don't make him look rubbish before then. Mm. And also, you're gonna have to wait for a full capacity audience to get the pop you really want because at the minute it's going to be like a half pop, which is again not what you really want for Drew. It's just really unfortunate timing. There's no way around it. Drew's going to have to wait. And I don't think the way to manufacture that is to take the title off him to then have him win it back again. Again, this would be the second time if they'd done it, because they did it with Orton randomly. So this would be the second time they've done it to Drew. Which, unless they just really want to hotshot the title and make him a three-time WWE champion real quick. Like, I, 
I think that would be terrible. There was one worst, um, even worse possibility that I came up with in the call that everyone loved, which was Goldberg beats Drew is the champion. Brock Lesnar returns and wins the Rumble. Goldberg versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is the worst timeline, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's pretty uh, bad. Yeah, it's such a shame that we're having this conversation again about Goldberg fighting for a title after WrestleMania 36. I think we all thought, okay, WWE have got it out of their system now. They can put Goldberg back to where he belongs, which is having fun squash matches against Dolph Ziggler, having Saudi Arabia matches with The Undertaker. Like all that, it was crap, but, you know, that's not what it's about. It's about Saudis seeing this sort of old attitude era legends matchup. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks to our $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon, Arnie K. The K stands for the coolest dude ever. Woo. Yes, it does. Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Woo. Yes, thank you very much. Get those cheap pops in the comments too. Aaron Swane, the Rock Johnson, or Swain then. Swain. Aaron Swain, the Rock Johnson. There we go, because it's spelled the same, but with an S. So it's Swain, the Rock Johnson. Uh, Wonderwall, Brian Gallagher. Woo. Woo. Thank you very much. Superkick, Nick Mazesco. Woo. Yes, thank you very much. The $100 man, C.D. Horver. Woo. Thank you very the much. Cattle Run DX Solo. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Woo! Yes, thank, you. thank you. No one names their kid this anymore. Larry! Woo! Thank you That's very Larry. much. 
Luke's favorite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Thank you. Chris, the Cypriot sensation, Petrue. Yes, thank you very much. And finally for today, Will, always mark out for Ollie, Landrum. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Let's see what you all think on the hyper chats. Cyper chats, yeah. Uh, get your hyper chats in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We will read out every single one of them uh, before the end of the show. Blind Raw says a small donation for having to watch and review Raw instead of enjoying and gushing over the two nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Cheers, lads. You're really taking one for the team. On topic, main event of Raw was fun. Goldberg was not. Spoke complete nonsense. Yes, he did. And also, yes, some of the lines that Goldberg said literally didn't make sense. Not because Mm. of the lack of context with Drew and stuff, but he was out there being like, don't think I'm coming out here to make a threat. Don't think that I'm demanding anything. I'm going to challenge you. I was like, that is a demand. What are you talking about, Goldberg? The guy had by the locker. He did, yeah. Yeah. Garrett Albright with a very generous hyper chat. Thank you very much. First ever ultra chat. Seeing as how Goldberg has already called out Reigns on the bump, could see Reigns interfere at Rumble to cost Goldberg in order to set up the Mania match. God, I hope not, but could see it. That is probably, that's the, I never thought of that, but that is the, I guess if WWE are going to do Goldberg Reigns, that's the best way to get there from where we are now. Yes, I guess you you want to know. No, I've caught with someone even worse. If oh, if they are gonna do, if they are gonna do Goldberg reigns, Goldberg loses to Drew and then enters the men's rumble anyway and wins, mm. and then he challenges Reigns instead of McIntyre because he already lost to him. That would be rubbish. Sam Wall. If Keith versus Drew got a good rating, Vince will probably view that as Goldberg getting a good rating. Excited to see Goldberg beat Drew and Brock return and win the rumble. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Sam, on board with you. Reed Johnson, <laughs> afternoon, lads. Hope you're both well. I hate the way WWE use Goldberg. He's so overrated. He can't wrestle and promos are naff. I just hope they've learned from the Fiend reaction in Saudi and have Drew squash him clean in a minute and never see him again. That would be amazing. I mean, not necessarily the whole never see him again thing, because I think he does have some sort of value, especially to the casual audience. But Drew winning quickly against Goldberg? would actually be kind of cool. It won't happen, but that would be amazing. It's going to have to be a short match, you know, a sub five minute match if it's one on one. So it'll be quick, whatever route they go with. Yeah. the Lady 59. Do you all think WWE creative wrote Oldberg's promo back when Randy was champ and Goldie just refused to learn a new one or he forgot the new promo and forgot who Drew was? Love you boys. All authority are a bunch of lovely boys. Yeah. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Yeah, that's, it was uh, it was really so weird. thematically weird, which is why I think Goldberg might be doing a, a delusional heel shtick. It also, like, people are saying it's very similar to Randy's character. I feel like it's the promo he would have done for Roman Reigns as well. Uh, like, yeah. You're disrespecting the, the name of the NOI family, all those legends. Yeah. So, uh, Bonzeray, they could have had Goldberg versus Miz at the Rumble for the briefcase, 
<laughs> predicting Goldberg versus Owens for Mania. Oh, we've, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd much prefer Goldberg to be not fighting for a title at WrestleMania. Totally get that. I don't think I'd want Kevin Owens to be dragged into the Goldberg vortex because we've already had that once before when he was Universal Champion. Let's not do that again. I think KO versus Goldberg, KO wins. That would be would, something. Would be nice, but I'm, yeah, not optimistic. Charles Berg, here's how this conversation went Goldberg, Vince, I want to beat Roman. Vince, we can't do that, Bill. Goldberg, but the kids need to remember I'm a superhero. Vince, okay, I'll feed you Drew. Also, I came up with the big bro was Monday S word on Ric Flair Day. Oh, okay, that's, <laughs> sorry, I thought that was still part of Vince's dialogue. No. Uh, well, well done for coming up with the big bro. Charles Berg came up with all those bro puns. Uh, but yeah, Ric Flair did get a bit of a... <laughs> he did. And not nice we'll, time. We'll, we'll talk about that whole match later because what was that? Mm. Goodness me. Joe Binley, this company, Goldberg, this, sorry, do you want to do it in Luke's voice? This company. <laughs> Goldberg is 54 and so boring. If he wins the title, then I'll never watch the product, product again. The amount of disrespect shown to the fans and younger talent is disgraceful. Yeah, I mean, I know the promo was probably in character, but Mustafa Ali summed up best on Raw Talk, just being like, these legends pave the way, but they literally never let us walk that path. What's the point in them paving something for us if we literally can never use it? Stop doing this. Yeah. What, what a promo. Yeah, it's great, mm. wasn't it? Uh, Renee, I want to say how genuinely upset I got from Goldberg coming back. Normally I like Goldberg, but as of late, not really. And I'm in fear that he's going to fiend Drew McIntyre, fiend being a verb now. But if mm -hmm. Drew wins, he can be an even bigger star and be solidified as a star. Y yeah, kinda. I don't think Drew gets anything from beating Goldberg, though. I really don't, because he's already beaten Lesnar and held the title for like a solid year, bar the one lost to Orton. But I, d I don't, maybe in the eyes of the casual fans, but I, mm. I don't see there's a lot of people that I don't think him beating Goldberg would be like, well, now Drew's a main eventer, because like he already is. I, I don't I'm know. gonna, you can take this, you can play this clip back to me. I, think drew is going to beat goldberg and you know what fine it's the royal rumble that pay-per-view isn't about the title matches it's about the rumble matches Pfft, whatever right you get goldberg mm -hmm. on tv for a few weeks vince is happy they need the ratings right now maybe goldberg will bring some of those in i'm gonna take a positive outlook yeah see if 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 it all goes to plan and drew beats Goldberg, fine. He beat this huge megastar, continues his run. Goldberg is not seen at WrestleMania or anywhere else near the show or anything at all. This was his, instead of WrestleMania, he's here at the Rumble having a title match. That's his thing. Fine. I can deal with that. I'll tell Vince. Pete signed yeah. off on it. Yeah. Matthew Robinson, I think he was supposed to put over Keith Lee and then Goldberg comes out, but I think they ran out of time, so they just sent out Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, poor Keith Lee. Uh, but he I evaporated. Know. Yeah. At the end of that. Uh, and finally for now, Chris Wagstaff, uh, Drew to beat Goldberg. Goldberg enters the Rumble and then Riddle eliminates Goldberg. Imagine. 
<laughs> Imagine. Oh, man. Let's get into Legends Night and a play-by-play review. Legends Night, oh what a night. Was it what a night, Pete? Eh, not really. Yeah, I, I feel the same. Mm. Eh, the, the legends yeah. didn't do anything. I guess Goldberg, yeah. but what is he? Is, is he a legend? He is a legend. He, but he's, he's a, a WWE legend. Hall of Famer, Mr. Mm. Davis. Therefore, legend. Well, that's prestigious. Alicia Fox is a is a <laughs> WWE legend. So True. the show opens on a close up of a phone and a voiceover of Hulk Hogan. The phone has some like Hulk Hogan stickers on, and he's saying, you know, share us on Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, brother, using your H phone. So what they've done there, Pete, is they've taken the iPhone. And they've replaced the I with an H, which would have been a semi-okay joke when the iPhone was first released 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, what? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we quite often become desensitized to ridiculous nonsense in WWE. But just think for a minute. Just think about this. <laughs> this is the opening to your show. To your show. It holds no relevance across the rest of the show, apart from the fact to show that legends are here. Look, it's Hulk Hogan. But it's him talking about absolutely nothing. It's him talking about a thing that doesn't exist, about social media to get them social media clicks. I I just watched it just being like, what, 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 what is it? Why are you... Play the opening bumper. Play the thing. Yeah. Do the thing. When... Uh, this was dumb, really dumb. Yeah, it was. A, it was a weird start. I, I, if you're gonna do something funny with Hogan, have him out there promoting a spaghetti machine or whatever it was he used to have in those yeah. product endorsement days. Uh, then we got uh, just these Miz TV segments have been terrible. I bet you're glad you don't have to review them usually on SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, I, I always said when they were on SmackDown, it was always like a coin flip whether they were actually funny on that particular night or not. And there'd be the odd time where I'd be like, that's all right. But most of the time it was like, "Mm." this was one of the "Mm," times. I think John Morrison could be really good as a really like goofy, like guy that can't help but give in to the good guys kind of thing, even though the Miz is trying to be like, no, don't talk to them. You know, where'd you get your clothes? The toilet store? You know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that that you have on Anchorman. Stuff like that. John Morrison's really good at that. He's also a really good wrestler, though, isn't he? Mm. And he's not being used at all. Yeah, this isn't doing a lot for me, this stuff. Yeah, that was depressing. So what happened was uh, Teddy Long came out. New Day were the guests on Ms. TV. Uh, I thought the segment was so bad that they made the New Day quite obnoxious and annoying because uh, they were sort of doing Ms. and Morrison shtick. And then Teddy Long comes out. I'm going to book you one-on-one with The Undertaker. Ha-ha, that's fu- I thought that was funny. That's Adam a good Pierce, one, yeah. yeah. Adam Pierce comes out and says... Yeah, Undertaker's kind of retired for now. And we're going to have a tag team match instead. And they had a pretty decent tag match, especially, like you said, when Morrison and Kofi were in there. 
And I thought, like, as I was watching, I was like, man, John Morrison's good. Like some of the things he's doing. There was this forearm exchange between Woods and Morrison. I thought was sold really realistically. Mm-hmm. And then just as I was typing, man, Morrison's really, he took the pin. And then I was, it, I reminded myself, it was about this time last year that he returned. Yeah. And do you want to know something else bonkers as well? They mentioned as part of the match on commentary, they were like, Kofi Kingston and John Morrison, part of the really great ladder match at WrestleMania last year. I was like, oh my God, that was an amazing ladder match, wasn't it? Oh my God, it was such a great match. And yeah, they've done absolutely nothing since then. It's kind of depressing because John Morrison's really good. He had that one awesome match against Matt Riddle on SmackDown. And that's it. That's all he's done in like a year. Well... It looks like New Day are sort of going to stay at the top of the tag division for now. Miz and Morrison. I don't, it, it, they've gone back to Miz having the briefcase. They're not really a tag act. Uh, then we get a Charlie Caruso interview with Randy Orton. This was, I would argue, one of the biggest cliffhangers going into the show. Did Randy Orton murder Alexa Bliss? My echo didn't hear that this time. Uh, the answer was no. And he revealed this by just saying, nah, I didn't. Nah, I had a bit of compassion. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. it. What, like, what a disappointing sell. Yeah. And I'll say as well, like, obviously, me and uh, me and whoever it was last week, I've genuinely lost track of who my, my podcast guys have been in the last week. Would have been Laurie last week. Yeah. We were saying, like, the cliffhanger was bad anyway, because it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, because WWE's timeline is the same as our timeline so time moves at the same pace so you can't do a cliffhanger like that but if you wanted to do that cliffhanger one doesn't make sense but two you come in the next week you start off with the culmination of that cliffhanger you didn't you you had miss tv and the hulk doing a phone thing (laughs) and then you come in for Orton to just be like oh yeah by the way didn't do that thing that was you know the big culmination of last week the thing that was supposed to hook you into this week nah didn't do it mate yeah, I thought that was one of the... It was like, there was a lot of bad stuff on this show. Mm. But like, low-key, that was probably the worst thing. Uh, maybe Shayna. Maybe Shayna losing was the worst mm. thing, actually. But this was, this was close. Uh, but that, that Brandy sort of put over that idea that whoever faces the Fiend changes in some way. And he said, well, it's obviously given me this compassion. I didn't murder a woman. And <laughs> the... <laughs> that's it's just such a... It's true. That's the thing. It sounds so dumb, but it's true. He's saying he has compassion because he didn't murder a woman. He was putting away a good five or six a month before he (laughs) faced the fiend. And now on national television, he decides it's not a good idea. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? So uh, he said he he wants to get rid of that compassion. So he's going to go through the entire night, Legends Night, bullying legends and that's what he did we'll we'll Mm -hmm. get to every single one of them uh angel gaza is the 24 7 champion he's trying to chat up alicia fox i think then he tried to chat up mickey james sergeant slaughter and someone else were there yeah it's depressing in many ways uh first off that the legends really didn't have anything to do and i I think it's grossly irresponsible (laughs) to to bring in more people than is needed uh during a pandemic and gaza's the 24 7 champion i'm more angry about that to be honest i've kind of made my peace with wwe's ridiculous coronavirus measures 
but Gaza is the 24-7 title holder? That is too far. It, it is too far, especially because we had the report from, from WrestleVotes being like, oh yeah, all the writers have made a list of people that could have been treated, uh, that could be a star if they were uh, better utilised. We're like, oh, Angel Garza's on that list, that's cool. And then like the next week he came back and he was doing some backstage stuff. People were like, oh, have they decided to pull the trigger on this Garza stuff? No. No, they haven't. They've just done the same stuff. He's still there, just giving roses to people. And now he's part of the 24-7 title picture. Mm. Mm. After that, though, we, we did get a, a follow-up on Gaza later. After that, I thought we got a, a really decent TV match between AJ Styles and Elias. And the reason I liked it is because Elias is usually quite boring. But AJ worked face here. And I thought he made, you know, some of it could be Elias, definitely. But I thought AJ made Elias look great. Like the way he, he gave him a lot of spots. Elias threw AJ sort of gut first onto the turn, top turnbuckle. He had a pretty cool looking choke slam. Great block of a phenomenal forearm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was impressed with Elias. I imagine it's AJ, but ultimately AJ won with the Styles Clash. But I, I thought mm -hmm. it was a good kind of match that got both guys over. Yeah, um, I was less into this match simply because they had the same thing last week, which mm, was AJ versus Elias. <laughs> which you didn't see. Uh, that one was this one was better than last week, just because last week they were both working heel. It was really weird, mm. and there was no like they had some weird backstage thing where they were interrupted. Elias playing the guitar. It was strange. Um, but yeah, this week worked much better because, like I said, AJ worked face, and that actually allowed him to put over Elias more than last week. And I said last week that I was actually quite impressed with Elias in the ring. This week, more so. I think he looked great. Like you said, AJ probably helped a lot with that because he's AJ Styles. He makes anyone look great. But yeah, it was it was a solid match. Plus it had the really cool spot afterwards, after AJ won, where it would have been great if they'd have done the camera work properly. But uh, Jackson Riker comes in with a guitar. He's going to smash it over AJ Styles' back. And Omos, who's there, just kicks the guitar out of his hand, like smashes it with his foot. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, great timing. I actually thought the camera work was spot on because you didn't see Omos coming to kick it out of the way. Hmm. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't realize what had happened the first mm. time I saw it though. It was like it was one camera angle and then it kind of switched. And I was like, oh, he did I know almost did something, but I didn't quite catch what it was. And then they then they showed the replay. I was like, oh, that's cool. Really like that. Yeah, I'd like Omos is I think he gets a bit of a a bad shake of the stick because everyone, me included, like, oh, he's just a big guy, he's put there. But they've actually done a really good job with him and just how mm -hmm. they're presenting him. Uh, after that, Matt Riddle pitched the big bro to the big show backstage and Randy threatened big show uh, with beat him up. I thought Randy's interaction with all the legends was actually very good. He's, you know, he's a good actor in that respect. And then we got Char a clip of Charlotte Flair declaring herself for the Royal Rumble match. And then we got a tag match of Flair and Asuka versus Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. Your favorite match, it seems. This was weird. This was really, really weird. Okay, so for starters, I wrote on here, oh yeah, I forgot that Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans were a tag team. And then my next note was, oh yeah, I forgot that Charlotte Flair and Asuka are a tag mm. team. And they're the champions. Totally forgot about that one as well. But this match was designed to like make Charlotte look awesome. She came in, she was in control. 
the the heels then took control before she immediately came back and just went straight back into control again. Asuka came in and got beaten down. Charlotte gets the hot tag. But the really weird thing about this match is that Lacey Evans the whole time was flirting with Ric Flair. Like, from the off, she was waving at him and being like, hey, honey, all that stuff that she does, and was flirting with him the whole time. When it got to a point where... Uh, Charlotte came over and slapped her. They were brawling on the outside. Don't know why the ref didn't call for a DQ there. Two non-legal people brawling on the outside. History goes to tell us anything. It should have been a DQ there. <laughs> um, but um, yes, but then it got to the finish where Lacey Evans starts like crawling along the apron towards Ric Flair and grabs his tie and like tries to like pull him in for a kiss? Question mark? Who knows? Uh, Charlotte then like boots her off the side. Charlotte gets back in the ring with Peyton Royce as the other legal um, competitor. Peyton goes for a kick, which misses. Charlotte then bounces off the ropes. And Ric Flair then trips Charlotte. Peyton is nowhere near her at this point, in like the middle of the ring. Ric Flair trips Charlotte, his own daughter. She then gets rolled up by Peyton Royce and loses. And then Rick's like, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I'm, I'm so mad for you. But why though? You trip you tripped Charlotte. There's no one else you could have tripped. Oh, he was so horny, Pete. Mm. He was so, so horny. He just reached out for his daughter's leg. <laughs> that's got some worrying implications. I'm literally that's that's what happened. That <laughs> that's the story they told. Uh... You ever get so horny you just blindly fumble <laughs> in a in a different direction? And <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, but yeah, it's painter. I, look, I look, this didn't make any sense. No, I actually thought the match was. I, I was I was ready to hate it at the start because it was all Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. But then when Peyton kicked out of uh, the mm -hmm. double moonsault, I was like, "Hey, now I'm into it." Uh, it's a shame Asker's such a you know an afterthought in all of this. Complete afterthought, yeah. But. I've been saying from the moment she got back, Charlotte needs to go heel. She's not someone who works as a face. Uh, so if that when Charlotte shouted at Ric Flair afterwards, if that's the route they have to go to get there, so be it. Yeah, I I think this is the start of because I'm Mister Optimistic today. I think this is the start of her turning heel, which is a good thing. Uh, I think she's going to win the Rumble, and it's going to be Charlotte versus Asuka at WrestleMania. It's going to be Charlotte, two yeah. Rumbles, back-to-back. -back. Yay. Uh, uh, after that, we got Hulk Hogan hyping up Drew. Uh, Drew didn't seem to want to do it with him, but he was a professional and he did the poses. A uh, brief flash of anger when Drew asked Hogan if Sheamus would be his Jimmy Hart. And Sheamus was like, you know, I th that's really nicely building their relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that. Then we got, I thought, a, a really decent match between Matt Riddle and Bobby Lashley. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they just, they were very physical. I, I just, I really enjoyed it. It was back and forth as opposed to Riddle gets worked over loads. And, you know, you've got that sort of MMA history behind them both. But then the finish was weird, where Lashley has the Lashley lock-in, twists so the referee can't see. Riddle taps on Lashley's body. Lashley lets go, thinking he's won. And Riddle rolls him up, and the referee counts three. Yeah. And the commentators were putting him over to be like, oh, a really smart move from Riddle. And it was like, is that smart, or is that just a dick move? Yeah. Like, 
you you pretended that you lost like you you should have lost if the referee had done their their job properly you know that then you would have lost that's just taking advantage of that's bending the rules that's a heel move that's not smart or clever or you know ooh devious baby face it yeah it was it was a bit strange like i get what they were trying to do i don't think it worked mm. i don't think it worked for riddle's character at all i'm worried that they see Matt Riddle's character as a sort of Eddie Guerrero style face who can cheat and it's endearing. Mm -hmm. um, when I, I don't think that's the appeal at all. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. I got a new camera. Mm. Uh, see, but unfortunately, I haven't got enough ports. So this is currently going into the power outlet. And <laughs> I, th I figured. The laptop would last for an hour and a quarter, but it's at mm -hmm. 6%. Mm -hmm. I'm going to plug in the power. Uh -huh. gonna, it'll, it'll momentarily, it'll take me to a, my rubbish camera. Like, <laughs> okay. This is going to be so seamless. People won't even notice that you're gone. You can hear except me though, right? The, except for the, yep, except for the WrestleTalk logo that's on the screen. Oh my god, there's so many messages going. It mm -hmm. looks like your camera was unplugged. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. there we go. And mm -hmm. absolutely seamlessly. This is great. Oh, no, this is also brilliant podcast content, this as well. <gasps> Real good. Do I have to leave and come back. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> okay, Pete, start talking about what happened next. I'm, I'm going to exit and come back in. God, this stream's going so well. Okay. Um, Riddle versus Lashley was very good. Uh, hey, welcome back. There he is. Always, this was always my... God damn it. I'm <laughs> rubbish. You can see the wall. Ah, we're 40 minutes in now. I think well, if you're watching by this point now we know uh right um after that we had ricochet and mark henry were backstage uh mark henry was on a scooter yeah is that a mobility thing is he okay i i think so i think it must have just been a prop to show like oh he's old but i think yeah. he's actually okay they just did it for for laughs right i i think um and then ricochet was saying something about i'm not gonna give in to retribution or whatever else whatever it was he said uh randy comes in and then just runs him down and just being like hey you used to throw world's strongest slams on me all the time with the hall of pain uh but now you're old and you're on a scooter go on scoot out of here i'm giving you a free pass yeah so another legend another another human randy had the compassion not to murder on national tv what a guy uh, after that, we got MVP and Lashley being very angry about the riddle victory over them. So, you know, I, nah, I wasn't into the finish, but if this takes it to a, an even more physical version of that match for the title, you'd assume. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then we got... and uncommonly good promo from Lashley as well. Mm. He's not very well known for his good promos, but I thought this was very good. I I agree. <laughs> Gonna occasionally look into them. <laughs> you really should have it so you've got a two camera set. You can just flick between them and just do the, the do the side the gags. Ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so one of the other things uh, that happened next was the worst thing on the show, actually, I think. Mandy Rose versus Shayna Baszler. This is after their sort of interactions last week. Mandy Rose comes out. Shayna attacks her on the entrance ramp. So Dana Brooke comes out for the match in her place, wearing not her in-ring gear. So she's just wearing, well, they're not normal clothes, are they? They're clothes, they're clothes you wear out to a night in Maidstone, I believe. Mm. Yes, specifically and, Maidstone, yes. Yeah, uh, Maidstone's where they film Take Me Out. Cool. It's near where I live. Well, well mm. where my family's from. Um, <laughs> the then Brooke roll. So Shayna immediately gets her into the Kirifuda clutch. Okay, that's good. And then Brooke rolls her back in that sort of way where the, the shoulders are on the mat. Shayna gets pinned. It went all of 30 seconds. What's the point? Yeah. And like the, the, the cool thing about it was that after the three count happened, Shayna still had the Kirifuda in. Like they got back up and Shayna still had it in. But the damage has already been done. She already got pinned. If that was a two count and she kept it in, that's a cool spot. But no, she just lost. And then Mandy came back in and they both just beat her up and dumped her out the ring. What was the point of any of this? I'm, I don't know. Is this leading to a two-on-one handicap match where Shane is going to win? Because they've I, really done a poor build to it. Did I miss something with Jax? Where's she? She wasn't with her match last week, even though Shane accompanied her to Jax's match last week. I don't know. Maybe Jack. Maybe this is building a tag match to to become the number one contenders to the tag titles again. <sighs> sure. Yeah, it's bad though. Uh, Randy then had an interaction with Ric Flair backstage. Uh, interestingly, IRS was in this segment. I think it was Molly Holly as well. Mm -hmm. IRS. Uh, great to see that he's doing well because he had a, a health scare last year. IRS is the real life dad of Bray Wyatt, the man Randy Orton murdered last month. <laughs> It's another person he didn't murder. Mm. Could have done it, uh, but he didn't. Matt Riddle gave Keith Lee a pep talk. New year, new champ. I actually thought that was quite fun. Uh, and then Randy Orton took on Jeff Hardy. Went straight for the earlobes again. Mm -hmm. Straight back to where we were at Hell in a Cell. Goodness me. Yeah, that was... Um, it's always uncomfortable to watch that. Not going to lie. Grosses me out a little bit. Um, but... It was a it was a pretty solid match. I thought there wasn't all that much more to it. I'd say it was more, it was like earlobes. Those are the the things we're going to be focusing on. Um, but yeah, the, the match itself was fine. Randy Orton won with an RKO. Sure, yeah. it was alright. Went went through a couple of commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. Nothing really to separate this from a match they would have had ten years ago. Uh, then we got Melina, friend of the channel, uh, back. Our best she was rumoured to have uh, been going to NXT at some point late last year. Uh, but she she's here now. And she sort of did the Lucha points for the Lucha House Party as they were making their way to the ring. Again, zero point. Zero point of her being there. Uh, like many of the legends, unfortunately, there was no storyline purpose. Uh, and this was before the Hurt Business versus the Lucha House Party in a non-title match. I was looking forward to this. I really like the Hurt Business as tag team champions. So, of course, they're teasing a breakup angle. They kept blind tagging themselves in. This match went like three, four minutes. There was no time at all. And all the sort of infighting let Lucha House Party rolled up, roll up Shelton to win. 
Great. Literally one of the best things of 2020 was the Hurt Business. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Now that they're tag champs, why would you want to ruin that? Why would you want to break it up? Or even tease breaking it up. Like, just have them be dominant champions and just cool guys. That's what they do. They're really good at that. I don't know. I like, don't get me wrong, I love Lucha House Party, and I think they're really talented in the ring and probably deserve more than what (laughs) they've gotten. But this isn't a way to build to anything really this isn't this is probably not them getting a title match because they're still probably going to do new day more than anything unless it's going to be some sort of triple threat thing but this if they are going to do that it's a terrible way to build to it to have some sort of infighting thing weird maybe yeah i don't look this is a this is a well-told story it's a rare case where wwe are telling a story well um because this has been going but very well foreshadowed over a couple of months now. I just don't want them to tell it. I don't think it's a good story to tell right now at this point in the Hurt Business's run. Hopefully it all resolves at Royal Rumble. Maybe they're all in the match at the same time and they work together there. Or they turn on Cedric. You know. Yeah, I can see either happening. Anyway, Cedric walked off when MVP was shouting at him. Uh, After that backstage, we got Tori Wilson who looks younger than when she was last on TV. I don't know how she's doing it. Uh, Angel Garza tried to ask her out. Tori Wilson said, oh, no, but there's a pop culture reference waiting around the corner. So Angel Garza is like, okay, all pop culture reference. And he walks around, and it's Boogeyman. Angel Garza's so scared, he falls over into an R-Truth schoolboy. Truth wins back the 24-7 title, and Ron Simmons says, damn. Yep. I have nothing else to add to that. You you explained everything that happened and all my thoughts on it. What's your thoughts on WAP? Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard it still, nor do I plan to. Well, so. it's prepare yourself. Don't play it around anyone else because they'll think you're pretty rude. It's crude. I know. Yeah. I've heard you talking about it. Yeah. Maybe it's so the best Card- of Cardi B. video. Cardi B was the person round the corner. Uh, the Cardi B actually did tweet mm-hmm. about WWE. Didn't tag WWE. I'm sure their social media team was furious about that. They're so thirsty for any kind of relevancy, mm-hmm. and now they got they got a tweet from a Cardi B. It's yeah. no Cardi A, but hey, they got <laughs> Cardi B, and there's always oh, a Cardi B. I'm getting a, a message from Randy Andy Datsun. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg as a match at Royal Rumble was a decision only made on Saturday. That's what Dave Meltzer's reporting. It, that doesn't surprise me with all the teasing they were doing of Goldberg and Reigns and all that stuff on the bump. Mm. I'm not surprised. Yeah, this kind of came out of nowhere. Anyway, the main event that wasn't Goldberg was actually bloody terrific. It was Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee, a big man versus big man match. It felt it felt big time because of that, because it was for the championship, but also, you know, actually having all the legends up on the stage watching on did make it feel a bit even more significant. And they had some great spots here. Yeah, they did. The the there was one in an ad break that we didn't even get to see, which was um, Powerbomb on like the corner of the announce table looked rough for Keith Lee to take. Um, there was a really cool top rope Spanish fly. Awesome. From uh, Keith Lee. 
from Keith Lee, yeah. And like, and the one thing that I've been, I haven't really said it because I've not been watching, um, I've not been reviewing Raw, but the one thing that I I wasn't a huge fan of of Keith Lee on the main roster is that he doesn't seem to be doing as much of his athletic stuff. He just feels like a bit more of like a big guy rather than an athletic big guy. This match was very much, he's an athletic big guy. Look at all the big things he can do. Leapfrogs and Spanish flies and all the big crazy stuff that Keith Lee does. And I was like, okay, this feels like Keith Lee. This is great. Um, yeah, and I thought the finish was great as well. Teasing going into the spirit bomb before uh, Drew counted, bounced off the ropes and hit a claymore. Made Keith look great in defeat. Like it, it didn't, It. I don't think it damaged Keith that much. It was just like, no, Drew's just better right now. But Keith mm. has a ways to go. He's still, you know, comparative on the main roster he's a young guy so i think yeah it's it's logical for him to to want to build up more and challenge again in the future yeah i yeah i totally agree with all of that uh i i really enjoyed the match i was so happy keith lee got to present himself in that way i thought drew made him look awesome as well and yeah on another night maybe lee could have won kayfabe wise but that nitpicky uh, they all the cool spots so the powerbomb through the table, the pounce over the barricade, weren't actual, they were so superficially done. It happened, and then they went to an ad break, and it came back, and that spot hadn't affected anything. You know, Keith Lee wasn't on top when he'd done those things. So I just, uh, and even the Spanish fly at the end, absolutely incredible. But it's Drew McIntyre who gets up first. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but, but I, I just don't understand how these these things connect. They're just little bits to hit. Like that, it's spots. That's all they are. They're high spots in those instances rather than feeding into the drama of the match. But maybe that's the sort of match they wanted to have. They're just like, let's go out there and do high spots rather than tell an actual story, I thought. Uh, but I, that's not to say I, I love spot matches. One of my favorite matches of the last five years is Goldberg versus Lesnar. Uh, but yeah, and then we, speaking of, then we got Goldberg coming out. Overall, I, you know, the Goldberg stuff is frustrating, uh, but it is the Royal Rumble at the end of the day. It's not really a title match pay-per-view that matters. I think I was a I was higher on it than everyone else. I gave it an average, a three out of five, or a, a three out of four, as Twitter forces us to do. What would you give it? I'd give it a two out of four. I'd go one lower. I just because it's such a waste of time to have the legends. Mm. I mean, t- taking us even taking aside like the you know irresponsible nature of having the people there and all that, I just don't care about seeing the legends at all. Like they didn't provide anything, they didn't amplify anything, they didn't really put anyone over. It's not like oh, you saw Ricochet with Mark Henry, now I care more about Ricochet. Like not at all. They didn't say anything of note. The only relevant thing was them being on the stage for the WWE Championship match, but that already felt big time anyway, and. Goldberg at the end, which you could have done without all the other legends. And for me, it just took a bit of screen time away from other stuff that was happening. So it's just a bit rubbish, I thought. Mm-hmm. A bit a bit waste, a lot of wasted time on this show, I thought. The stuff that was good was good. Like the main event was great and I loved it. But the there was a lot of wasted time and filler on this show, which just really dragged it out for me. Yeah. For for context, I've I've not I've been off for 10 days. So when I come back, I'm always rosy and optimistic mm-hmm. about WWE. I'll be ground down by next week, don't worry. Now let's get through our 
Uh, Hyper chats. Still on the topic of Goldberg, people want to want to talk about him. Uh, the Adnap 2. If this match has to happen, better it be at Rumble than Mania. Royal Rumble match is the draw. Goldberg is the Hardcore Holly. Of course, referencing Hardcore Holly versus Brock Lesnar there at Rumble 2005. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. That's what I've been saying for this show. So, yeah. I agree uh, with you as long as Goldberg loses. Mm, yeah. Brett J. Rasmussen. I had a long, massive Brian Alvarez-like rant about Goldberg being back to my being back to my friend. I was pissed. Another worst timeline is Goldberg wins at Rumble and fights Roman, champion versus champion at Mania. Roman beats the Rumble winner and fights Goldberg. <sighs> yeah, that's bad. That and also... Bad. That would also mean that that's not the one night of the year where where Braun SmackDown go head to head direct competition. So they'd be, you know, reneging on that. What? Uh, Matthew McFadden, when our collective hopes for a current day Goldberg match is, let's hope it's a safe one and there's no inexplicable title change. You know something's wrong. Also, Randy Orton in the Royal Rumble match after reportedly a Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah, Orton declared himself for the Rumble in this one, so I guess that's whatever they're doing, it's not happening at Rumble. Maybe they're saving that for Mania? Well, you know, how long are you going to keep the Fiend off TV to sell death? And you'd think forever, at because least, it's At least death. three weeks. Yeah, it's true. Like, no. Give death Nate, a three-week push. Nate S. My biggest issue with the Omniflare on full display last night, Charlotte said nobody expected her to win last year's rumble and she overcame all odds what you were the heavy favorite also ollie i legit lulled for su 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 super spreader it's <laughs> a good joke in today's news that thank you uh yeah i charlotte's charlotte was very clearly the favorite although actually people were reporting shana was gonna win i thought shana was gonna win that doesn't mean i i, I don't think that no one thought charlotte was gonna win uh yeah it's a bit dumb that bonds array again why not carlito's cabana to open the show well go and watch the rest of Talk news they were is, is the music playing i can't hear any music no people in the chat saying music's playing are we playing are we accidentally playing music i'm not playing oh anything. rich does that thing sorry i forgot oh <laughs> Gotcha. We've, we've got a producer now. They play yeah. music before to, to, to sort of wrap up the end of the show. Or oh, production values. Production <laughs> value. Look at that. Look that, and look camera cuts as well. This is what we need. <laughs> production <laughs> values. All right, Kevin Dunn. Jesus. Uh, yeah, Carlito was not able to travel to the show because there's a pandemic on. Uh, presumably, actually, I don't know. I just assume the travel issues were related to that. Matthew Robinson, I'm still confused about Legends Night from running short on time and messing up the main event, and the Ric Flair botch with Charlotte is just confusing. It's uh, so confusing. Are they trying to sell a Hulk Hogan, a Hulk phone? Such a weird beginning to the show. And AJ Styles' bodyguard with the crazy leg kick on the guitar is the best thing on the show. Maybe not the best thing. I think the main event was probably better, mm. but yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was a confusing night. 
Uh, Sadie Lady 59 again. Weekly reminder that Shayna deserves better. I genuinely ignore her segments because they just make me sad. Mandy looked good, though, I guess. Do you think Hogan was happy that Goldberg took most of the... <laughs> Do, you <think> Goldberg... <laughs> Do you think Hogan was happy that Goldberg took most of the heat online after the show? It probably. Most. <laughs> yeah, most. Not all, but most. That's what matters. I don't think he is happy because Hogan likes it when people are talking about Hogan. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, we've got some other chats here just about WWE in general. Uh, Carson Carnival said, uh, who do you guys think will win the 2021 men's and women's Royal Rumble match as of now? My predictions are going to change slightly because I thought it was going to be Goldberg winning the men's. Uh, so now I think it's going to be Lesnar and Charlotte. Yeah, everyone's going to really love it. Brian and, Brian and Charlotte. That's more realistic. I still want Bianca Belair to win, but I don't think she will. Um, but we'll see. Um, TJ Adams said, uh, so are you telling me through a three-hour show with John Morrison and Melina, previous associates in MNM, no on-screen communication between them, don't see the point now. If Melina distracted Morrison, it would have made sense, I guess. Thank you, boys, for your self-torture. Wouldn't that have been nice? Hmm. Of course. I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's an open goal. That is an open goal. And the fact they had her just do Lucha House Party points instead. Good job, guys. Proud. Um, we've got some other wrestling chats as well. Brad just says, uh, have you guys heard of indie wrestler Eric Shun? A great up-and-comer. Erection. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, God damn it. I was like, I want to check out Erection on <laughs> after this show. I bet you will. Bet you will. Um, and a couple of wrestling talk chats just to finish things off today. Nathan Kemp said, watch you for years because of my brother. We always watched Ollie and Luke together before Fakeador and John Silver. That's <laughs> me. Uh, nothing cringy. Just want to say thank you for getting the Swaff Nation through 2020. The amount of wrestling I've watched over, uh, I've watched and cero miedo. To... I don't know why I did the devil horns there. Yeah, yeah. it's cero miedo. Yeah, that. Um, thank you. And, uh, and finally, N N NS Ogre? Sure. Mr. Davis is so toxic, even his computer turns heel. Jam that jam. I wouldn't call them toxic. It's a bit harsh. Yeah. I am the... I am the I'm, I'm not toxic. I'm your jam that champion. And I'm not just yeah. your jam that champion. Right now, what else am I, chopper? Uh, probably lots of other things. I lose track. I'm the, I'm the top of the Wrestle League in the office. And I sure. was joint top of wrestle league after day one of wrestle kingdom 15 i'm a freaking wrestling genius right now after a whole year of being laughed at by about quizzle mania and always coming last in other prediction shows i'm genuinely winning i'm not even working this i'm not doing <laughs> little angles where i fire luke or or get pete to give him all my points at the last minute i'm genuinely good at this s word Okay, so I think I'm going to need you to explain something to me first before we uh, go on, Mr. Davis. Got an email about a League of Lockdown. Now, as you know, the person who has the most consistently listened to podcasts uh, on <laughs> Wrestle Talk, I don't really listen to audio the other versions. Audio <laughs> version. Audio version. <laughs> uh, I don't really listen to the other 
episodes of said Wrestle Talk podcast other than the ones that I'm on. So, what is the League of Lockdown? What what what's this email about? Before well, I read what it. happened is we that Luke and I uh, realized about four or five months ago that you and Andy were getting the most correspondence, not because people like you, but because you 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 struck gold with a segment of Snacklash. Mm-hmm. And that's some world problems and, and all those things. So we were like, okay, we don't get any emails anymore. And we also don't have lives to talk about currently to fill the podcast time. So let's come up with our own segment. And initially it was the misheard song lyrics that pretty much every podcast or radio show has ever done. Mm-hmm. Although I had a, I had a good twist on it, but people just sent in wrong lyrics anyway yeah. and ignored that. So then we're like, okay, people, Luke then said, hey, let's just make it nice. Let's get people to email in how they're doing. It's tough on everyone right now. Send in your stories of your experience of lockdown. It's a great idea. Be nice with the nation, the SWAF nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quickly turned it into a competition. <laughs> to see who's <laughs> winning lockdown. <laughs> and I've actually stuck to this one. I've got a I've got a table here oh of my God. seventeen people. Each next to each of them, I've got the reason why they did well in lockdown. And uh, yeah, so just at the top here to to refresh everyone's memories, this is still the same season of lockdown. It's not like a new series. Mm-hmm. Go over to Wrestle League uh, Patreon to take part in season whatever it is coming up soon. Eight. Stu is at number one. Okay. Because he bought an Xbox for his mate who was depressed. How lovely is that? That's amazing. Yeah. He did, he did really well in fantasy football. Like he mm-hmm. ranked he ranked nationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got his 12-year-old nephew into wrestling. He turned 40. He went back to work. He created three board games. He's the guy who's emailed in to Adam. They've actually been yeah. emailing back and forth. He bought three items of Wrestle Talk merch, and in the sort of like lesser achievement uh, category, he he recovered from bowel cancer back in February. So you know, like all the other things. <laughs> okay. So no pressure on this next emailer then. Yeah. To compete with that, it's from Soren Nord, Patreon Pledgehammer. Soren Nord, who says, perhaps a late League of Lockdown submission. This was sent in on the 21st of December, by the way. So we're just kind of catching up. Um, Hello, my dear bubbly boys. It's time to butter up this submission. A little bit about me. I found your channel when I when it was just Mr. Oh, he's put Mr. Davies here. Allow it because they're a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when it was just Mr. Davies shouting at me from behind the screen. When Lukewarm joined, I decided to become a Patreon backer, and I'm very happy about that choice. Uh, I'm also a Patreon backer on Parts Fun Known, and I devour all the content you put out to the world. But enough of this nonsense, time for my submission. I'm working as a nurse at my local A&E, and I watched when cases of COVID started to spread from China over the world until it reached Sweden. What did I do in response to this? I went on parental leave for six months. I managed to miss the first wave, so I was 
was and still am more rested than most of my colleagues in both Sweden and around the world when we have when wave two struck and I'm currently gearing up to work during the holidays. Now you might ask, what did I do with my time off work? I went on a lot of walks. It is exercise with my baby boy listening to all your podcast content. Your content has saved me from insanity and boredom during those six months and many times besides that. And for that, I'll forever be grateful. Merry Christmas to you all. Butter me up, Soren Nord. Thank you so much, Soren, for emailing in a longtime Patreon of the mm. show. Uh, great, great lockdown, it sounds like. Uh, I imagine because you went on parental leave, you had a baby as well mm -hmm. you, you, you think but that sounds like it was pre-covid so that the, the rules are accomplishments before sort of mid-march don't count um <laughs> you're, you're a nurse you missed the first wave good mm -hmm. luck for the second wave by all accounts it's going to be heinously worse mm -hmm. uh but yeah the, the thing that you said that walks are exercise yep which they are, which I'm pretty sure that we've proven on this podcast countless times. Uh, I yeah, I've been going on loads of walks because mm -hmm. like we've we've scheduled it in uh, once a day now. Otherwise, I go a bit loopy. I was like, why mm -hmm. am I getting so funky and smelly and sort of sad? It's because I was not leaving the couch. Yes. Uh, it's remarkable how simple fixes can be. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> meditate oh it's all the stuff everyone tells you to do all the time yeah um, but i've i've never been on a walk and thought hmm this is exercise i've been, I've been like this is long it's making mm -hmm. me tired i can't wait for a cup of tea and a biscuit why do you think it's making you tired because it's walking because you're using more energy than you would if you were just stationary at home so sometimes my thumb gets cramp when I'm playing Spider-Man mm -hmm. Miles Morales. Uh-huh. That's a tiredness. Is that exercise? Cramp is not the same as muscle soreness. They're different kinds of muscle soreness. Well, unfortunately for Soren, you're not in control of this league table. <laughs> um, we are going to put you... I think it's a mid-table entry. Mm-hmm. Even oh. though it's listening to all the Wrestle Talk content, that's a nice, oh. you know, it's a nice plus. People try and play that sycophantic mm -hmm. card all the time. Um, new job, oh, key worker, oh, did join Harry joined the band he likes, so adopted a bunny. Kate adopted a bunny called Miss Bunny Penny. I can't, I can't that's a great name, far and above that. Uh, not to rush it, but we do have about a minute before we're going live. Sure, okay, Soren, you are you're in the lower third. <laughs> You're okay. below Kate, who adopted a bunny, and you're above Aaron, who did really well on Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> but he also he also did home DIY and and learned how to bake and stuff like that. Well, that's cool. that's nice and wholesome. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Soren, and thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. Uh, yeah, Luke's off this week, which we probably should have led with, but that's fine. Um, so it'll be myself and Mr. Davis back again for AEW on Thursday. I'll be back again on Saturday for the SmackDown review as well. And then we're back to normal. Everyone's back to work. Full team again. Yay. Thanks for listening, everyone. We've got lots more content coming up soon. Welcome to 2021. Stay safe. Take care of each other. We love you very much. Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.